Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and go to places that make me feel good and continue my resonance. Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. My second show of the day, the first show I deleted, because y'all know if that sound quality is not top-notch, especially when being on iTunes, I will promptly get it the fuck up out of there. Plus, I always look at what was being said during times of cadence, and I reflect and say, did that really need to be said, or was it spirit just protecting me or protecting someone else from, from harm? So... We are going to do the Tell the Truth Tuesday show all over again. And one of the reasons this show is so important is because it is the final show of my sixth season. It is July the 30th, 2020. It is my baby sis' birthday, Makisha Rucker, down there in Dallas, Texas, by way of Cali. Happy birthday, baby, 40 years old. We're supposed to be in Dallas cutting it up on the boat. Um, but it looks like the waters have been eating everybody as well as COVID, the Rona. So I sent her a beautiful bouquet from Venus A. Fleur because we talk a lot of shit about giving people their flowers while they're here, and then motherfuckers still don't be getting their flowers. So I got mine. You know, that beautiful uh, gold bouquet that y'all saw in the black box, I think it's like 60 roses or something like that, lasts for a year. So I sent my baby some of those. And so today's show, for the second damn time, um, 
is about Dear Auntie and about consequences because, you know, I, I did a show last week about us unplugging from people, and I want people to understand that when you unplug from people, there's still going to be a consequence. That doesn't mean that you take away your power source and you may not get shocked, literally, by what you find out after you plug back into a person or that you may just be abandoned and be replaced with a different energy. That doesn't mean that the person that's unplugging is not hurting or trying to sustain um, some type of healthy relationship with themselves once they've unplugged from something. Not necessarily that's toxic, but that just isn't working for them right now. And so everything, every action has a reaction. Um, when I'm answering the dear auntie question, it's just becoming overwhelming um, that we attribute karma with necessarily something that somebody did bad. Sometimes there's good karma. I've received a lot of good karma for my work. And so sometimes when we unplug from people, we may actually lose that person totally or you enter into a new space with someone new. Uh, when you unplug, you have to be ready for the consequences. That person may not want to come back. You very well may be too much for that person. And you have to be ready for the fact that the other person may not actually give a damn. Uh, if they don't care, you need to be ready to move forward with them what's best and what's healthy for you. So I started the original show out earlier this morning. So the reason that Tell the Truth Tuesday has been so important and so instrumental and why the shows are actually posted after Tuesday is because Tuesday is like my day to reflect for the past seven days what happened to me. Um, in 2013, when I started the show, I actually thought it was 2014. I'm going to actually have to go. It was. It was I started the show uh, August of 2014, but we're actually going on season seven right now. So I'm super thankful for that. And part of the reason that this show was started is because I lost my mother in 2013 and there was not shit you could fucking tell me about a motherfucking thing that was going to stop pain because I didn't have a normal relationship with my mother, although I adored her and I revered her and I am everything in her image. Um, it was difficult sometimes. And um, therapy works. It does. Medication was working. But the problem with that was that, especially in the African-American and Latino communities, when we go to therapy and when we're seeing uh, psychopharmaceuticals, we're not telling the truth. We're not telling the truth about what's really going on, homicidal or suicidal ideations. We're not telling the truth about things that are harming us. And we are just out here repeating patterns and cycles. So Last week, so if I, when I started Tell the Truth Tuesday, it was basically because I'm like, I have to get this shit off my chest because if I don't get it out, it's going to continue to hurt me or I'm going to continue to participate in relationships, not just with men, but with women also that are hurting me. And then I'm going to hurt them back. So a lot of us don't talk about um, hypervigilant people or people that are actually violent. That is also a side effect of being depressed or having post-traumatic stress disorder such as myself. So, you know, you think that when you're in abusive relationships, you get out of an abusive relationship where someone's beating on you, and you think that you're not susceptible to being in a relationship where someone is verbally beating up on you. And so I was having a conversation with people over the last week, and me being in my healed space was understanding how these people, because they are unhealed, did not realize that they were actually being abused. And especially one of them was a man. 
And that one especially hurt me really bad because, especially as a black man, you know, I know that y'all think because I be dragging the hell um, out of folks all the time that I have a disregard for black men or that I don't love and revere and protect them. And actually, I don't post those things because it's none of anyone's fucking business. Um, And I don't post things for clout. I post things because that's what I wanted you to see. And so I, love, I, I tell people all the time, I love black men so much I have one or two. Uh, I love black men so much I have a son, I have a father, I have brothers. And so in watching them heal, I'm able to go out and, and say, well, maybe this is, you know, not what that person meant or maybe this isn't what he's going through right now. And I always come back to the scene from the original Raven and the Sun. And I believe um, it was Sidney Poitier that was the son, and it was Ruby G, I believe, that played the mother, where the sister was going off on him for sending up the money. Um, If you guys haven't had the opportunity to watch Raising the Sun, it's an excellent play. Diddy actually redid the play. And in there, there's a specific part towards the end where the brother ends up losing the family's inheritance. And the mother doesn't even blink and she does, so she doesn't care. You know, you get to a certain age, you don't care about me. You're like, I have my house, I have my children, I'm good. And the sister's going crazy and she was marrying a doctor and she's like, I could be doing this and we could be doing that with that money. And the mother says to the sister, did you cry for your brother today? You know, because he's a black man living in this world and all these other things. Did you cry for him today? Did you mourn for him today? No, you're yelling at him. Now, I don't cap like that for black men because I come from strong black men who, again, I've not seen women in my family touching doorknobs, touching garbage cans, touching gas uh, valves, things like that. Of course, if we had to, like if we're, you know, by ourselves, but there was just a traditionalism that went on in my home that's been going on for over 100 years. And so me personally, when people think I'm a feminist, that's actually not true. Yes, I'm for the empowerment of women. I teach women what they should be doing or what they could be doing, but that's really for the betterment of the black man or for the betterment of their own black and Latino or, you know, white, Native American, whatever, for the better of their own relationship. You're not going to have this stellar relationship with anybody until you're a stellar motherfucker to yourself. So, you know, it lends me to this conversation that I was having with someone and I'm having a conversation with him and I'm feeling so... It was, it was the first time I had felt just like a tinge of jealousy in a long while because I felt like we're being transparent, tell the truth Tuesday, even though it's Thursday. When I look at a person's relationship, I never get jealous of their relationship because I don't know what personal hell you had to go through to post those pictures of heaven. I don't know what you went through to do that. But when I look at a man who has a 20-plus track year, a 20-plus year record of working, uh, no gaps in employment, um, not abusive, and raised several children that were not his own in, you know, every relationship that he was in. And I look at, and he has, you know, children of his own. And then I look at the fact that if I would have had that particular person at the same time span, where my child or where my relationship with that person would be. And it and it literally upset me because I'm just like, this person has no idea that they 
were used and abused. So, yes, of course, there were good times and everything is great, but there were certain questions that I was asking this person that he was unable to answer because it had never dawned on him that he could drive that car or that he could have vacationed here or that he could have sustained better over there. And so what was hurtful for me is that I know that all men have that little motherfucker in them. They got that motherfucker in them. They do. But knowing this person personally, it upset me and it hurt me because I'm like, whatever these women did to you, I would not have done that. And I think that that's where that little tinge of jealousy came in because it's like my son is a computer whiz and a skateboarder and rollerblader. He's, you know, one of those type uh, kids, very ethereal, very in tune with what's going on around him in politics and society. But had my own ex-husband been around to raise him in baseball the way that he was taught in Dominican Republic, you wouldn't have been able to stop my son. And so when people say that fathers don't matter, this is what I mean when I say that they do. My son was raised in the theatric home. My son was raised in the thespian home. My son was raised in the literary home. So that's what kind of son I have. And so it, it bothers me that had I, someone, who was a little bit more brute or a little bit more hands-on or a little bit more something else than what I, – I don't bring booze around my kids. That was not something that I wanted to do. I've seen that growing up, and it just did not seem like an effective way to raise, raise children. But this particular person, I could have had him around my kids, and I could have made a relationship and a life with this person and it's just weird because we were in the same cities at the same time. It's just, you know, it's that one phone call that you don't, you know, return. It's that letter that you don't write back. And then you, so, but I also truly believe not just that everything happens for a reason, but whatever space and time that you're in in this moment, that's where the fuck you're supposed to be. You know, so it's, it's the theory of Jonah the whale. You know, you can ride all around the world to 50 different places, but in the end, you got to come back and finish up what you started with something. And so just when Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde is whooping everyone's ass, and I'm thinking I've defeated the last monster of Mercury retrograde, you know, something from my past that I hadn't even thought about, which is a tender and a sweet and happy memory, comes back. So being in and it's funny because Unc, what's really funny is that Unc had actually not accused me, but said something like, didn't you say on one of your shows that one of your exes came back? And I'm like, hell no, I never said no shit like that. Because it, it, it didn't happen in that time. And then here, like a week later, something like that happened. So nothing happened, nothing like that. We just, you know, sat down, had conversations. Um, it bothered me. And especially because of that, the dynamic of the woman that he was dating was bothersome to me because these particular women have a um, tendency to use black men um, and to treat them like slaves without offering any type of respite, like any type of solace. Like for what reason are you doing this to him? And for what reason are you not contributing? Or for what reason are you not trying to add something? So for me, because I knew at the time that I didn't want more children, okay, that's what I said when I got my divorce. Um, having a man was not really in my list of things to do. Like, if you came, you came. But y'all know I have these stellar, recycled relationships. That's why my numbers aren't high is because I just, we don't let go of each other. Like, you know, I'm tethered to certain men for life. 
not for life. I mean, they'll, they'll get cut off or they are cut off. But I just, I, I, I'm concerned with leaving one relationship, going to the next relationship, which leads me into the Dear Auntie Chronicles. So I had a young lady reach out to me, and she was talking about, and y'all saw me do a video of where a gentleman, a man was in a chick's house. They were, you know, hanging out for weeks, months, and never, you know, had sex. They had sex prior. They had sex before. And this particular dude called the girl his ex's name. And I didn't know what to tell her. I'm just like, in my African-American home, like, what what would I do? You know, I have issues with violence. I, I don't know. And so I had to take to the Internet and find out. And you would be surprised because I always like to get a man's opinion because every woman was like, finish him, like kill him, you know, give him back to the streets, you know. Mm. But a lot of men inboxed me and said that this was something that had happened to them during sex. It has nothing to do with the woman. It had everything to do with you know what I mean? Just like their headspace. Not, they were like 100% dude probably was drinking. And I said, I'll, I'll get the details. And yes, it comes out that he was drinking. And um, they kind of were like, but because of that, or I went and I bought her some flowers. I took her to dinner. We discussed it, da 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 This particular dude where he fucked up was he not only called, you know, old girl by the other girl's name, but they look nothing alike. There's nothing, you know, um, he did it in the woman's bed with his hands on her breast and then turned around the next day and blamed her. See, this is the shit that I don't like. This is that August Alcina vibe. This is that Tory Lane shit. You understand what I'm saying? This is the pussification of men. This is what Erica Pittman, who used to work with Diddy and also worked with uh, the, the astute Karen Civil, um, was talking about, the pussification of men. Nobody has any type of, you know what, I fucked up, that's it. Like, like, I'm sorry. Now, moving forward, this is what I'm going to do to fix the situation. Because I love a fixer. I love a motherfucker that just, he fixed some shit. I don't got to say nothing between talking about the shit no more. That's that. So I told her, I said, maybe you should just not say nothing about it because you knew he was fresh out of a relationship. Maybe you should, you know, just not say nothing. But all that shit that y'all was talking about planning your life out, oh, nah, he would be on hold for a while. If it's me personally, it's me, right? So... She tells me that the next day, you know, he's up and he's like, well, it's your fault because you were pressuring me for sex. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. So now I have to start looking into when men project. This girl ain't did nothing to the dude. You know what I'm saying? And they were fresh and maybe they should have slowed down. But don't blame that shit on the girl. You made a mistake. The bitch should have beat your motherfucking ass, stabbed you, did something, put you out in the middle of the night. She should have did something. She did nothing, you know. And and I applaud her for that because that's that's a healed motherfucker right there because I don't know what I would do. That's why I took to the internet. And I know the dude personally, and I don't think he meant nothing by it, but I think that he was projecting. So I think that the hate and the hurt and the pain that he had towards the other chick because they was beefing in the bed, like, yo, take these off, you know, whatever. Not beefing, but, you know, getting into it. And he's giving my homegirl, like, a time frame, like, yo, give me like three more days, give me seven more days. And I'm like, honey, that sounds like a medical issue that we're dealing with. Do we need, like, do we need to go to the doctors and make sure everything is everything okay, you know? So I always tell people that when you're rejected in a certain way, it's embarrassing, it hurts, but you don't know what you're being protected from. So 
Him saying the other woman's name lets you know that he's not in the headspace to be with you right now. Okay, because it's not like they're five years removed from this relationship. It also lets you know that maybe when he's sneaking out in the morning, running down the street, grabbing your coffee and bagel, that he's on the phone with her or talking to her because he hasn't made the final commitment to say, hey, you know what I mean? This is done. We severed ties. I'm moving forward in another relationship. Ninety percent of men will not leave the old relationship that they're in unless they have secured the new one. And I'm going to say it again. Y'all can say whatever the fuck you want to say. 90% of men do not leave relationships to go be by themselves. Again, Stephen James Dixon, I quote this book often, men don't heal, they hoe. And until they are finished hoeing and doing whatever the fuck it is they're doing, men are not going to be sitting in the house pulling their thumbs, I'm just working on myself, it's not you with me. Anytime a motherfucker say it's not you with me, that means that he's plugged his energy into another bitch. Okay, men don't just, the only time a man will go sit his motherfucking ass down, really, if he's a true grown-ass man, is when he's broke. Like, if a man don't have no finances and he's fucked up financially, a grown man, not a real man, but a grown man, is like, you know what, let me go take this L in my mama house, let me go take this L, you know, living over here with my sister, my cousin, my brother, whatever, and until I can get my shit together, I ain't thinking about no pussy. I mean, if a little joint want to come over, suck my dick, or do whatever, whatever, a man will allow that. But he's, he's going to tell you up front, like, I'm not in a situation. I don't ask questions. So the dude consistently all day is telling her that he felt pressure for sex. And I think she was so hurt because she reveals to me later that this is the guy that took her virginity. And she says what's hurtful is that I don't recall telling him when I felt pressured for sex, when we first had sex, you know, however many years ago, that I felt pressure because something like that back in the day would have landed somebody like that in jail. You can't say shit like that. Mm. Pressure. And that's why I called you another woman's name. This ain't no signed murder confession. This ain't no <laughs> coercion, and that's why. You know what I mean? So now, you know, she's looking at a woman that has hurt this man, and, and I, you know, she's like, I remind you of this motherfucker, like, you know, and he's like, no, that's not what it is. So in, you know, I can say to her, in counseling and talking with men, they said, that's not what it is at all. The bottom line is, homie should have just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you fucked up. Go try to do what you could do, which he did try to do from what she tells me the next day. But she was so, like, thinking about this shit because now she's like, well, how can I have him move in here? And because she, she owns some buildings, and she's like, how can I have him move in here? You know, is he just using me to have a place to go? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I don't think so. I, I think that he wanted to move in one of her uh, spots because he's, you know, trying to lock in with her. But the problem with men is is that when you meet women that are already shining, that are already a 100 kilowatt, you know, light bulb, um, and you're not ready, just leave the fuck alone because you're not going to get ready in time. And so then she has issue with the way this man is talking to her. So this is another issue that I have with people where I have to unplug from them. When you say things to me, me personally, like um, like you don't have time for me, and I know for a fact you don't have a motherfucking job, you be in the streets all day and night, you drink, too, you know, shit like that, you're just, you just told me I'm not a priority and you don't give a fuck because here I am abroad that works a regular job that has two businesses that are running successfully, a third one, I'm ghostwriting, I'm doing articles for two different papers, you know, make sure you guys go uh, check out Dear Auntie at www.artvoice.com. 
you know, so, and I'm a mom, I cook every day, this is what I do, and I answer emails, text messages, phone calls within a timely fashion because, first of all, people don't have my phone number, so if somebody is calling me, I'm assuming you need something. And if I don't, my apologies, I probably thought I did, but at the end of the day, if you're one of my people that's in regular rotation, it ain't but three, four, y'all, you know what I mean? I'm making a commitment to respond. So when a man, especially a man tells me, you know, like, I do shit like that. Like, I would text him on a Tuesday, he'll text back on Thursday. Like, damn, motherfucker, for all you know, I was in a car accident on my way home from, you know, from D.C. You don't know because you don't give a fuck. So when shit like that starts happening, I'm not going to torture and abuse myself and stick around to figure out why. Oh, I ain't seen you in months. Motherfucker, that's because you don't want to, and that's Okay. But remember, this show is about consequences. Just because I unplugged from somebody does not mean that I'm not going to get the energy from somewhere the fuck else, same as you. You guys have to be ready to say, if I unplug from this motherfucker, like this dude unplugged from his situation he was in previous, in order to be with my friend, I think it'd be great. But the problem is he hasn't unplugged from the other person yet. And so there's an energy surge that has to happen and then an energy depletion that has to happen. And that motherfucker needs to sit down somewhere for a few, couple, two, three days before he reapproaches my homegirl. Because there's a common misconception that women need all this space and time. When we love you or we care about you, we really don't want the space and time. And actually, the more space and time that you take away from us, the more it hurts. And the more what you're doing is you're giving other people opportunities to show me how you raggedy as fuck. That's what you're doing. Because it doesn't mean that every woman has a Rolodex full of men, but we got a roster. We have a list of motherfuckers that we just mentally prepare ourselves to say, if this motherfucker was to fuck up, you know what, I'm going to get this motherfucker over here my number. If this motherfucker keeps talking to me like this, you know what, I'm I'm going to let this motherfucker take me for for lunch. Mm -hmm. If this motherfucker fuck up, I can recycle some dick in my African-American home. I could do that. But when we love somebody or we're with somebody, most women, they're not doing that because they're like, it's too messy. And the type of men that I deal with, they'll beat the shit out of each other. I don't be dealing with no, like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm just here to see Denise type type dude. Nah, that motherfucker is like, what is you doing here? Are you being robbed? Like, what is this motherfucker doing here? And I don't bring motherfuckers to my house anyway, none of them. So with her situation... I had to take to the internet because I wanted to know, like, you know, I just talked about unplugging as opposed to cutting off because in my unhealed space, I would cut that motherfucker off. But I'm like, call me when you single, single, and you can remember my motherfucking name, bitch. That would have been me in an unhealed space. I didn't know what to say when she told me. So I personally think that if a man wanted to be with you, he would. So now, you know, she's trying to tell him, you know what, take the summer. I said, that's fair. That's fair because a man don't want to be by himself while he's healing. He don't. He wants to be hugging. He wants to be caressing. But to tell a woman, you just mad because I didn't give you no dick and she already hit that, you probably shouldn't have said no shit like that, my guy. You shouldn't have. Um, Because now she don't want to give you no pussy. I could just tell you that right now on the fucking, you you probably won't touch this bitch till like January. If, if she allowed you to even come back in the same home that you desecrated by doing and saying what you did. And so, again, this is what happens when we're in unhealed spaces trying to, you know, slightly unplug from motherfuckers or use extension cords and still be plugged into another motherfucker, but you're trying to plug into somebody else. That's not how that works. 
some people's energy reigns supreme and you are unable, like that conduit does not work with other raggy energy. It doesn't work. So you may find solace in the energy that you were getting, but that system that you're dealing with does not work, okay? So she told him, listen, enjoy your summer. It was good seeing you because it's a constant conversation of blame, she said. How can you blame a bitch for calling a bitch another bitch's name in her house? How could you, like, that doesn't even make sense. So you have a lot more healing than what you think, and maybe you need to do that. Now, the consequence of that is she, you know, can go out and meet other people and accept dates. When she had cleared her schedule for a while for this motherfucker, like, she came to me and was like, yo, it's done. I'm good. I never thought that I would you know, think about getting remarried or think about moving with somebody, but I could definitely see myself with this person because they had that that history, you know. But like I told her, this you don't know this motherfucker. This motherfucker is not, you know, 18 and 20 years old. This motherfucker is a whole nother person with a whole nother set of shit going on. You know what I'm saying? So I told her that she needed to, if she can um, go ahead and just maybe – try to accept the phone call, but she says he's not returning her call. She tried to call him. She tried to text him. I said, well, fuck him then. Let him, let him go be wherever the fuck he feels happy and revered. Let him go find another bum or another single mom to use if that's, in fact, what he was doing. But, again, we don't know this motherfucker. But I do believe that if he was to salvage anything with her, um, what the men told me they did was they left flowers on the porch until a motherfucker spoke. They left liquor or wine or tried to call and text and say, hey, let me take you to dinner. Let's discuss this one final time. And then from there, let's move forward, you know, and not talk about the shit again. Because I think, you know, another thing that women do is they constantly bring up the same shit over and over and over and over again. And they're bringing it up because it hasn't been discussed and it hasn't been released and it hurts. So you got to give somebody usually about a year of that where they're okay with bringing up some shit. You got to eat that, especially if you fucked up, you know. And, um, like, I had a young lady tell me that she went to the left on her man, and, you know, she was like, but he's doing this and constantly bringing up this other broad's name. And I said, but you know you got to eat that. You got to eat that because you fucked up, and he's doing this because he knows it hurts you. Now, that's a different story. You understand what I'm saying? That's a different story. I'm like, because if, if it was one of my dudes, I wouldn't even be living to tell the story. And I'm not saying that I fuck with motherfuckers that have been violent to me. I'm just saying that mine, when they connect with me, it's usually like a lifelong tethering. Like there is no, like I can call any one of my exes right now and be like, yo, this person is bothering me, and they would handle it, with the exception of Unc. I tried to tell Unc some shit a couple months back. The motherfucker was like, oh, is it handled? So at that point, we knew, like when you're not even in a situation where you're even protecting me, like you're just like, really, wow. So this motherfucker just made me lose money on a company that we bought, and you just don't care. Okay, cool. I'll have someone else handle it. And when I got to go and start calling other people, handle shit and shit like that, what was really your purpose here again? And I tell you all the time, if you ain't dropping off enough dick and you ain't dropping off enough money, we don't really have nothing to talk about. And it's not about the money. It's about, you know, people don't get to put you on hold and fuck with you when they feel like it. That's not what unplugging is about. And that's why this show is about consequences. If Unc was to try to come back in a situation. It's been it's been a long time. I ain't even seen this motherfucker in months. And if he was trying to come back in a situation, there's literally nothing he could do. Because now we're past the Rolex stage. We're past the, the Rosa stage. We're past the, you know, let's hang out. Let's come over. Let's, let's 
have an intense sex session or anything. We're past all that. We can't. There's really nothing we can do. The Rolex, we can go get that. Any, anything else, we can go get it. And that's one of the dangerous things about me is that if you leave me to myself for too long, I'm just going to go do it by myself. And then once I do something by myself, it really gets to a place, especially with black men, where it's like, what did I? I'm sorry. I needed you for what? And now there's a, there's a little bit of contempt in me towards said person that made me have to go get it myself. So, yes, I, I preach that women should be getting it on their own and this, this, and this. But if you told me you were going to do something and then you didn't do it, I, I, you're not a man of your word. We can't even do no business. Um, with this particular uh, dear auntie situation, you know, I think she should unplug from him for the summer. I think that if he wanted to talk to her, he would. For all we know, he's back with his ex. We don't know. And I told her she can't worry about that because she needs to worry about how she's going to pick her face up off the fucking floor every time she walks in that bedroom, knowing that that motherfucker called her another bitch's name. And then to see that this is a bitch that used and abused this motherfucker and she's not that cute and she's not that smart and she's not that bright. She looks ran through and fucked up. And there's an energy about her that suggests that she has done some shit, you know, that was not okay. Um, Towards said dude, you need to go heal that trauma. And it's unfortunate because let's just say he don't come back at the end of the summer and he, you know, figures it out. I told her, I said, tell him you'll see him around. You know, tell him, like, it was good seeing you. We had a good, you know, little run real quick. I enjoyed your company, but I'll see you around. He has to deal with the fact that you lost that connection. That's what unplugging is about. You lost that connection because you were unable to keep the energy to keep it fun, to keep it loving, to keep it clean, to keep it copacetic, to keep it safe. You made her feel unsafe in her own home, then turned around and blamed her and basically made it seem like she tried to sexually assault you, and that's why she was mad when, I'm just going to say this live on air, there was a phone call that she took that day, she said, and she actually turned down this from a motherfucker that had recently been divorced but had been going through a separation for months. Um, and when she met him, she told him, call me and we get a divorce. Well, he did. And that was the day that he called. And it wasn't about sex, but she said she chose to, instead of, you know, cutting the date short with dude, because, you know, they got more history, that she could have went out with the other dude, you know, single, you know, nice looking, you know, little, you know, doing what he do, making money, you know what I'm saying, and truly single, truly able to go to a restaurant and hang out and do whatever. And um, no, no hang up, you know, clean, clean and easy divorce, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of sadness there. But um, like I told her, I said, what did we learn? We learned that sometimes the history don't mean shit. You know, the motherfuckers just be brought back just to see if you the same dumb bitch that you was when you fucked with them the first time, you know? So, I don't know what to tell somebody about a situation like that. What I can say is that it sounds like he's in an unhealed space. It sounds like he was projecting his anger on her and the smart comments and the I'll get back to you when I have time. Motherfucker, you don't work. So I'm just, I mean, I know you be doing shit, but like, sir, like, don't do that. You know, people make time, especially men. People, you know, men make time for shit that they want. He don't want you right now. So let him be who, you know, with whoever it is that he wants. And then a lot of times, 90% of the time, by the time they bring their feral cat ass back into the house or back towards you, you don't even want them no more because they don't even look the same. You know, healing yourself is a long, drawn-out process. Like I said, this is my going into my seventh season, so this is going into my seventh year of trying to 
Wolverine myself and heal the wounds that have been inflicted upon me, not just by myself, but from others, friendships, failed relationships, whatever, and um, feel like in her situation, I think that, you know, dude was like, oh, I'll get back to you when I can, you know, do this, this, and this. I said, yeah, he's probably embarrassed. He probably has to regroup. He's probably talking to other men about what the fuck he can be doing. He has to address the fact that he was abused in his own situation and that that's not what she wanted from him. But I told her, I said, I would not allow a motherfucker back that didn't even take the time to halfway beg because he was wrong. You know, send a, send a note, send a card, send flowers, bring flowers, pick flowers. Lead them shits at her fucking porch step. Do something. Go finish the jobs that you told her you were going to do for her before you fucking disrespected her in her own home. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if that would have been me, and I can just think of two motherfuckers in particular that if I would have said some shit like that in the house, honey, you would be out in the search party looking for me. Because what is this motherfucker even doing on your mind and you here with me? And I just told her, you know, maybe everything did go too fast. But at the same time, this is a motherfucker that's, you know, y'all talking about buying houses and getting shit together and putting shit in his name and your name and shit like that. So if it wasn't too fast to talk about finances, why is it too fast to talk about some dick she already had? I'm just I'm confused. And a confused energy is a demonic energy. So we just were not going to we're not going to entertain it. So, you know, I told her, I said, I don't think that um, it's over. I think that he will try to come back once he's let go of the other situation and told all parties involved what the fuck was going on because she's like, well, he said he slept with this person and he slept with that person. I said, what the fuck would, do that got to do with you months later? It ain't got nothing to do with you. That is no excuse to call you another broad name in your motherfucking house. Mm. You know, and sometimes our comfort zone is what kills us. You know, sometimes I told her you might have to go out and date some new people to get that sting of what this motherfucker did off you, you know. And if he comes back and he comes correct, that's my thing. If you men are going to come back, come correct. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what the fuck it is he could do. I'll, I probably wouldn't even sweep that motherfucker in the street. I would just act like shit didn't happen. I mean, we cool, but you know what I'm saying? I don't have nothing to say. I mean, we, we good. But, um. You know, you like I said, I tell people all the time, like, you fumbled my birthday. You fucked up. You didn't even try to fix it because, again, you don't care. You know, if you didn't know my address, then we'll, how many business addresses you want? Which one? Just pick one. You could have said that, yo, I can't, you know, leave. I'm all, you know, here. You know, and then I just have a real big issue with people talking to me a certain way because it's like you're never going to get what you want from me unless you talk to me nice. I'm not telling you to kiss my ass. My, you know, I, I'm just saying that if I speak to you in a certain way and I'm respecting your time and I'm respecting your space and I'm respecting your home, you should probably do the same. Because if not, it could get real abusive real quick and you won't win. Because I got shit fuckers that I've never even met in my life just because they said something to me on these internet streets and I'm like, I got something for your ass, you say something else. Say something else. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk about what happened to you in the fourth grade. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I just think um, that people need to unplug from people, but they need to understand that just because I unplugged from you does not mean that I'm still holding that space. If somebody wants to connect with me and their energy is reigning supreme over yours, I'm going to connect with that energy because that's what feels good. That's how we move forward. That's how we embark on new experiences and not keep repeating and recycling old behaviors. So within this last week on Sunday, I realized I was shedding, you know, a lot of ideologies about things. And I just cried. 
like the whole day on Sunday for no apparent reason. And now, you know, part of being an empath, when you're, especially when you're um, healing and when you're developing paths and, and learning all your skill sets and your gifts, I take on other people's pain and I take on other people's burdens and I take on other people's shit. I can feel it, right? So I spent the most of Sunday just crying. Now, I don't cry. I'm not a crybaby. Like, I'm a brat. Like, I'm spoiled. Like, I'll tantrum and shit, but I'm not crybaby. And I tantrum in my own home. You won't see it in the street. But I think I cried that day because I'm so exhausted. And you guys overwhelm me with, like, love and then the text messages and the DMs and then, you know, uh, with the dear auntie and then, you know, I have the ability to help women that are in domestic violence and abusive situations and helping you helps me. So don't ever think that I'm just, you know, so nice and I'm just giving up my time. Helping you helps me. That's part of what philanthropy and what charity is about. So when we talk about Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives that matter to me are the ones that are closest to me first. We can't go into these national organizations and keep contributing money and we're not contributing to the very black lives that are sitting next to us every single day. You know, your, your mama still at work and she's doing bad and your brother over here is suffering because, you know what I mean? So we're not contributing to them, but we'll donate to an organization that we're not even sure where the funds are going. Um, so if you're going to say black lives matter, make sure that the ones that are closer to you matter first. So that's my first order of business is making sure that I'm good. Any man that I deal with is good. My son is good. My family's good. And then I can go and take whatever is extra to deliver out to the world. So I've had a lot of extra lately. But I unplugged on Sunday, and it was just like when I unplugged from that energy source because I keep being fed, you know, disparaging energy, high energy, low energy, you know, different vibration energy, needy energy, you know, um, sick energy, uh, homicidal energy, suicidal energy, when I'm being fed all those things at once, you know, drug addiction uh, energy, I have to unplug for a little while. And so when that happens, I end up weeping because it's just, it's a lot. And then it's sad, it's sad because I don't have anything or anybody stronger than me to plug into that can take away some of that hurt or pain off me just by being present. The gift that I give everybody else, I don't have anybody that can give me the same gift, which is why I typically end up dating larger men or men that are just their, their personalities are, are um, fatherly or, or they take care of me in some type of way. It doesn't have to be financially, but I'm safe and protected because I know that I can just go lay on their chest. Or I could just go and be around them and feel safe and at peace and at ease, knowing that nobody's going to bother me. No one's going to, you know, I don't have to pick up my phone. I don't have to do nothing. All I have to do is just be there in this man's company. And as far as women are concerned, that energy source for me was my mother, and she's gone. So when when you don't have a power source for me to plug into, something that is bigger than me where I can replenish my energy, some days it's like many nervous breakdowns and I have to take that day and literally cry for no reason because I'm crying for you. I'm crying for your babies. I'm crying for lost time. I'm crying for things that people do to people that I don't even know. I'm, I'm crying for, you know, Brianna Taylor. I'm, I'm, I'm crying for everything. And so I took Sunday. Well, it's been some months. I think I usually have nervous breakdowns in like December, um, right around my, my anniversary of my business, uh, Start date. And um, 
I just took Sunday and I just cried, not because someone hurt my feelings or broke my heart, but just because I had to unplug from everybody so that I could make decisions moving forward, going into the seventh season, what we're going to be healing from. You know, so I told you, and I've said this, and and I, I say this publicly a lot, especially to the healers out there, that when I'm presented with a new friend or a new love interest, the first thing I do is I look up to the sky and I say, do I get to keep this one? Or, or are they here to just get some information or knowledge from me? And I'm going to learn something as well. And then do I have to set them free? Because that's the most hurtful part. It's like you're, you're nursing people back to life or back to health. And each and every fucking time, it's literally the dog that you nurse back to health just so it can bite you. And you learn to go get your rabies shot. You learn to say, you see, motherfucker. And then again, and I can say this publicly and be quite honest, not one person that has ever done me filthy in the end or rose up against me, you know, in 48 Laws of Power, you're never supposed to get bigger than the master. Somebody that rose up against me, they were never in a better position five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. My energy reigns supreme. It's pure. And it's, it's coming from a place of love. So when I'm not violent, when I'm violent, that's because I'm protecting myself because I have told you 10, 20 million motherfucking times, please don't do this or please don't do that. Don't wave your hands around me. I'm PTSD. Please don't, you know, do shit like that. And you did it and then you got what you got. But when it comes to people being disrespectful to me verbally, I think that that hurts a little bit because they don't even realize they're being disrespectful because they're used to speaking to other people like that. We speak godly here. We don't, we're we're past even the king and queen speak, and I've done shows on that as well. Every time that you evolve and you shed some skin or you you learn new things, you learn that there's just certain shit that people cannot say or do to you because it's not that it's unforgivable, it's just who the fuck are you talking to? I might be able to see you later. What the fuck do you mean? (laughs) Who? No, 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 I'm good then. I'm good. It's straight. We good. Take as much time as you need. But when you come back, or if you try to come back, and they always come back, this is this. It could be six years. It could, young and I'll tell you, I unplugged from Young for six years. Okay, you know it, it is what it is. Just for you know some light work. Just oh, okay, that's that's how you think, or that's how, that's you know you see how people think or how they move, and you just like that's how you move. That's how you think. Like of all the ways, of all the directions you could have went, that's the direction you chose to do against me. Okay, and I just won't talk to you. And it always is comforting when they come back and we can laugh about it or we can talk. But we ain't talking a month. We talking years. I will unplug for motherfuckers. And nine out of ten times when they come back, it's not that they heal past what they did or it's not that they're remorseful. It's just that they're in a different space right now, and I can respect that. So I'd rather unplug from a motherfucker until you can get yourself together or come with an offering. You know, if I'm treating you like the God that you are, why can't you come to me with an offering and I come and I'm offering you things? And that's what you ladies need to understand is if he can ask you for some pussy, you can ask for whatever the fuck it is that you want. Not that there's a fee, not that there's a charge. It's just that it is inevitable that these people on this planet are going to break your heart. Your children are going to break your heart. Your mama going to say and do some shit. You're going to find out some secrets. What can somebody do for you or to you that is going to make you be okay with moving forward? knowing that it is inevitable that when you out here talking about this unconditional love, that there's a condition that is going to harm you. Me, when it comes to dating a man, I want my shit up front. 
if I know that you're going to hurt me in the end and you're going to leave me or you're going to try to, you know, slander my name or take money from me or do whatever, I want my love up front. That is going to make me feel okay with understanding why you did what you did up front. Y'all don't allow men to invest in you. You don't allow women to invest in you. And so, therefore, when people leave, that's why y'all are so jaded and so angry and so hurt because you're like, I didn't get anything out of it. I walked away with nothing. Not me. Not I, said the black girl. I'm never going to walk away from a situation I didn't get nothing, even if it was just some knowledge. I don't give a fuck if it was a fried lobster. I don't give a fuck if it was, you you know, I don't care what it was. You're going to invest in me just like I'm going to invest in you. So that this way when we walk away, there's a little less hatred because we did do each other a solid a time or two. You know, some men, they want you to invest in them by taking a pussy off the market. If that's something that you can do and that's in your, you know, and they really mean that shit because they like, look, I'm not able to, you know, do this, this, and this, but I don't want you fucking with other people. Okay, so silence costs money. Staying in the house costs money. What do you, you know, how do you suggest that we do that, you know? especially men that are trying to unplug from other situations. You know, they don't want to lose you, but they don't want to fuck up their situation. If you choose to engage in that baby girl, get your shit up front. I don't give a fuck if it was a a Vespa, a scooter, a pair of roller skates. Get something that's going to make you feel better when that motherfucker tell you no or when that motherfucker say he can't come to an event with you or when that motherfucker say that he got to be over here. Do something. And this ain't gold digging because I pour into mine just like they pour into me. There's a motherfucker walking around right now pulling out sunglasses, having a, a nice wallet, and, and motherfucker looking at shit that I, I purchased for him, putting shit in his beard, making sure he put shit in his hair, fucking skin lotion, shit like that that I curated for you. So you'll never forget where you had it good at, but you chose to go deal with motherfuckers that need a carton of Newports and, and, and some fucking perks. I don't have time. Perks mean the perk set. Y'all out here fucking with junkies, and y'all don't want to call it that. Y'all can call, y'all call it everything else. You know, they do a little, no, motherfucker, that's a junkie. So we don't do that here. We have healthy, loving relationships here. If you feel that you need to fuck with a junkie over fucking with me or fuck with people that are, you know, enamored with the internet fame or internet, you know, internet junkies, then that's what you do. There is somebody somewhere that will love me just the way I am sitting my ass in the house. But what I'm not going to do is waste my summer waiting on somebody to validate me and say, oh, you know, she, she ain't doing nothing. Motherfucker, don't ever think that. Please don't ever think that within a 30-second period that I can't get off the phone with you and call somebody else to go feed me. Fuck me financially. It can happen. I choose not to do that because I like to make sure that my relationships are over because just like in the, the Dear Auntie article that I just uh, wrote over the weekend, you know, there was a young lady who, you know, she's like, I fear for my life. You know, I fear that this person, you know, when we leave the relationship is going to try to do something to me. And I said, I feel that. I understand. Because I've been in two situations where, again, I was almost murdered. That's all chronicled in Stanley Lane, a diary of a hot mess. So you'll excuse me if I stay a little bit longer with these cats than maybe I should because I'm just trying to make sure I don't die. That is a trauma response that I've had. So it's easy for me to unplug from people because I'm like, let me just unplug now, take my power, take my energy away so that this connection can die so that if someone else wants to plug into me or I want to plug into somebody else, I can do that without having to worry about a motherfucker being at my house, any of them. So with that being said, y'all, make sure that y'all are not picking bitch-made men 
such as August Alcina and his home wrecking ass, as I've yet to see anybody call him a home wrecker, and Tory Lanez, you know, let's just say Megan Thee Stallion with her six-foot beautiful ass was beating the shit out of him. He had to take out a gun and shoot her. Is that right? Okay. Um, he's Canadian. And it's sad because he's on a track that I love called Can I that Kelani just did. And actually, I don't think it's on the show. I haven't played it on the show yet, but it's an amazing song. And it's after, uh, mimicked after the Aaliyah song that she had, Can I Come By to See You. And Kelani did an excellent video, but it was about sex workers. And she was saying, like, you know, I'm going to keep his vocals on it, but he's not in the video. Yeah, he's in jail. And y'all got motherfuckers got to start focusing. Y'all are out here wasting so much time running behind cat, running behind dick, that you're not out here getting gum from it but running around carrying guns. That's a five-year charge no matter what state you in, give or take, with the exception of Texas. The motherfucker, you wasn't in Texas. You was in Cali when this shit happened, I believe. So people need to be focusing on themselves and making sure that they're the energy source so that when somebody unplugs from you, you don't really notice it. Like, I didn't really notice when I unplugged from certain people recently because, motherfucker, you wasn't spending the energy or the time anyway. You know, you threw a couple of hours at me. I'm thankful, but you know what I'm saying? Let's let's move it forward. I deserve to have some snuggles on the couch, to have my feet rubbed, my booty rubbed. You know, I deserve to get some hair on a Tuesday. I deserve that. I deserve to sit on a motherfucker's face and him accidentally on purpose eat my ass. I, I deserve that. And so we're not accepting anything less than that right now. So we don't accept apologies in verbal. We accept apologies in fucking cash, cash app, debit, credit cards, check, whatever, money order, whatever you need to do. Because it is inevitable that you're going to do some fuck shit again. So I just want, you know, to the young ladies that are out there accepting these men back for less than. You guys let these motherfuckers get back in bed for some dick, some dick that you already have? No, nah, and it's not that you got to make them suffer, but they need to understand that if this happens again, this particular incident, we're going to have to unplug for a longer period of time. I can't deal with the disrespect, and I can't deal with silence. Those are two things I can't deal with because if you're unplugging for me, I ain't doing shit to you. You don't know how to apologize. You don't know how to buy some flowers and leave them at the door. You don't know how to write a letter. You don't know how to say, my bad, let me take you to dinner. 90% of lawsuits per my attorney friends could have been prevented if a motherfucker would have just sat down with somebody face-to-face and said, this is what happened. This is where the misunderstanding came in. My bad. Not even I'm sorry because y'all know I don't like apologies. Not even my, 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 not even I'm sorry, but my bad. And then just everybody just kept it pushing. Y'all motherfuckers want to just think that, oh, I'm going to just go disappear for a while, go fuck with these bitches over here and, and, and deal with them because I didn't do that to them and I didn't fuck up their life or their time or their day. And then when I'm done with them because they're less than, I'm going to go back to this bitch over here because she's going to forget everything happened. No, I don't, I'm not raising y'all that way. I always remember, especially when it's not addressed. So I'm going to leave y'all with a Megan Thee Stallion joint that I actually happen to love and I played on the show before. But if I'm going to be a bitch, I'm going to be that bitch, and you're going to call me that anyway. So why not just keep it copacetic and just keep the, the shit going? Real hot girl shit. But don't you be a bitch. Y'all men are turning it. It ain't bitches. always about That's what you right. like. Sometimes it's about what's right. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm sippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life You bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm sippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life You bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? Why you wanna play with me? You know I'm undefeated A real high girl know how to keep a nigga heated You say you won't respect or treat me how you wanna be treated You told me 
keep it real, but you don't practice what you're preaching. You want me to blow your phone up and come and looking for you till I find you. You really want me to book the hoe that you fucking with if I find her. Get you ain't that busy, I don't give a fuck what you ain't got time for. You look me in my eyes and know you fine, man, that's far, bro. Man, you knew I was a player, so you let me need to relax. You know that you gon' hate me if I get the plan, get back. I ain't turning to no damage when you met me, boy, I've been there. You trying to make me something that I ain't, and I ain't with that. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H, cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm tripping anyway. You know you can't control me, baby. You need a real one in your life. You bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H, cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm tripping anyway. You know you can't control me, baby. You need a real one in your life. You bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? My mind on getting paid, we ain't focused some days He probably thinking I'm in pain, but I'm really on game Ain't no nigga finna stop me, independent I got me All the shit that I be needing can't depend on the probably And that's fucked up cause you know that I don't fuck with nobody I be quiet, but you out here telling stories one side I ain't perfect, can I try to fix the shit that ain't working? But it's 2020, I ain't finna argue about twerking Since you wanna test some waters, might as well jump in with both feet If you leave me and you see me, better act like you don't know me If you think it shit get better, would another bitch go get when you realize she ain't got you like I got you, I I'd rather be a B-I-C-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm trippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life The bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be a B-I-C-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm trippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life The bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be a B-I-C-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm trippin' anyway you know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life You bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be your B-I-T-C-H It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.